We're talking drums, creating conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the We're Talking Drums podcast. I'm your host, Corey Hoffing. I know it's been a couple weeks since our last one, and we're going to try not to make that happen again. But uh, you know what? This one's well worth the wait. I do think so. Uh, before we get into everything, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone listening and sharing your favorite episodes with your friends and family. You know, you can share on social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at We're Talking Drums. You can find us on Facebook, you know, facebook.com backslash We're Talking Drums. And, uh, you can find our community page as well on Facebook. Just search for that. We're Talking Drums community. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're always sharing all kinds of fun stuff on there and all kinds of memes, you know, you guys like, you guys love memes. All right. (laughs) We're off to a great start here. So thanks for all the, the support. You guys are fucking awesome. Now, if you want to support the podcast even further, you can head over to the Patreon page. It's patreon.com backslash we're talking drums. Two bucks a month. You can get these episodes days before everybody else. Days before they're up on YouTube, before they are on all the streaming services. You know, you get to listen and enjoy these wonderful chats. Get the inside scoop from some of the top drummers in the game and uh, musicians alike. Right, we're going to not only have drummers, but we're going to talk to other musicians like our guest today and get their perspective on drumming. How's that? Get a fresh perspective on the topic a little bit, you know? All right. This episode was also recorded live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash Corey H. Drummer. You can head over there, give me a follow, and uh, you'll get notified when we're doing these episodes live. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody loves to see stuff live. You know, you want you want to ask your favorite drummers some questions? You know, type it in the chat and uh, away we go. So head over there, twitch.tv backslash Corey H. Drummer. It's all free. It's all fantastic. Great community over there. Some phenomenal drummers over on Twitch. So please go check it out. Find these awesome drummers and support them. It's so great. Uh, So make sure you go and do that. Lastly, we got some merch. Always, you know, it's summertime. Those cold summer nights. I don't want to talk about cold, but you know, sometimes it gets chilly in the evening. You just want something to toss on? Well, we got fucking hoodies for you, bud. Sitting out by the fire. You don't want to get covered in mosquitoes and stuff like that. No, do you? Put on a nice little zip-up hoodie. 
get that we're talking drums logo on there and you're looking great around the fire and uh you're not covered in mosquito bites you know it's great now opposite of that during the day you're out you're out on the beach you're chilling it's great hot sunny day but you want to you 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 need a towel right you want to lay on the beach or you want to dry off from from swimming in the water well you want to look cool doing that don't you well we got you covered because we got beach towels buddy big old snare wizard on it you want everybody to know your your snare sounds fantastic not like all like like all these other chumps you know so that's why the snare wizard helps you out every time head over uh, to our official merch page. You can get all that fun stuff and more, of course. Okay, that's enough. That's enough uh, pushing pushing our shit on y'all. You guys are you guys are awesome. You don't want to hear this. You probably skip past it anyways. Okay, so getting to this week's guest, we have my good friend Huron from Battle Cross. He is not the drummer of Battlecross. He uh, he did let it slip though that he is playing drums in a project to be announced soon, hopefully. But he is a guitar player in Battlecross. He's also a guitar player in Portal of Pazuzu, as well as Among These Ashes and Finality. Playing in tons of projects. I'm sure he has like three other ones that we talked about in this episode as well. This guy has played with some of my favorite drummers and some of the best drummers in the game, I would say, in in heavy music. Uh, so we we dive into that. We talk about what it's like playing with legendary drummers like Shannon Lucas and Kevin Talley, you know, it's, uh, oh, wow. Uh, we, we get into how he first started playing drums. He started at a very young age, uh, and, and guitar kind of took over, but he's always just had a passion for playing drums. And I think that that is a big thing with all of us drummers out there. And uh, then in near the end, we, we kind of get into some more serious topics. We get into uh, his struggle with addiction and uh, his choice to quit drinking alcohol and uh, live a sober lifestyle. So uh, trigger warning to all y'all out there, things, uh, things get a little heavy. And, uh, to, you know, that's... I think it's it's a good thing to to talk about these topics because uh, definitely uh, and especially in these more recent uh, times, uh, I think uh, it is great to talk about uh, mental health and addiction and and everything that uh, goes into that, and we uh, can't be scared or afraid to uh to to discuss these types of things on on a pub, public forum um so it was uh it was really great getting to chat with my friend here on uh hopefully 
you guys get something out of this. If you do, please share it with your friends. Uh, the more people that uh, hear these conversations, the more episodes and uh, bigger and better episodes, wider conversations will be had. And uh, I think that's uh, a necessary thing in these days. So enough of all that. Here's my conversation in episode 59 of the We're Talking Drums podcast with Huron from Battlecross. Welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast, Huron. How are you doing today, bud? I feel like it has been forever since I have seen your lovely face. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm great, man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time since we've had a, a nice chat. So this is this is great, man. To, to catch up and to see your lovely face as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, look at yeah, that dude. beard. It's so sexy. <laughs> we, we <laughs> used to see each other at least a couple times a year. Yeah. At least a couple times, man. If we weren't like playing shows or touring together, at least you guys were coming through Toronto or we're in Detroit or whatever, right? And yeah, we would, we would always see each other a couple times. And then I, it was, I'm, I went to message you and I realized that we hadn't even talked in like two or three years. And I was like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> this just, this isn't right. And what better way to do it than to come on the podcast, man? Like this yeah, is, man. uh, honestly during the, during the pandemic, I just <clears throat> found it to be an extremely, uh, productive way to catch up with all my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's great, man. Yeah. And luckily, dude, you kind of picked up the drums over the last couple of years and uh you you shred them, which we'll get we'll, we'll get into in a bit. Let's let's uh let's catch up. Let's What do you what are you up to right now? And then we're going to work backwards to the beginning of of your musical career. Okay. We're going to do the reverse order the reverse of things. The so, reverse order so what are you up to right now what's new in your life man oh man um so yeah i mean i guess musical wise um i've got like four bands well five bands actually but well so anyway um aside from battlecross which you know but mm -hmm. i'll start with the, i guess the newest band which is among these ashes um and that is a project uh that was started by my friend richard richard clark and he basically, um, you know, wrote and recorded the project. And Joe, you know Joe. Um, of course, Joe he Caddy, the man. Yeah, yeah. the man, the He's tech a, that the, saved uh, saved me out here. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah it saved but, us like literally <laughs> 20 minutes ago before we started this. And saved your ass multiple times on the road. So <laughs> Yep, yeah. yeah. Never leave home without a Joe. That's all I got to say. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so, you know, we were listening to some of the demos and stuff and, and I, I think I threw it out there that, you know, Hey, if he's ever looking to do a live band or something with this, I'd like to be a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So Joe essentially like riled up the troops, man. He got me involved and then he was going to play bass. And then we found our drummer, uh, Kyle, who plays uh, locally in this scene as well with a bunch of other bands too, a band called Nethergate. He plays drums in, and then he plays bass in a band called uh, Carnus Mortalis um, and uh, Pyrrhic. So anyway, yeah, I mean, basically got us together, and then the singer JP, you know JP. 
Oh um, shit, JP is the vocalist yeah. for this? No JP wonder is I recognize that voice, who's yep. also in Traveler as well. Yep, yep. Who's doing Traveler. They're, they're doing fantastic right now. Yeah, they're, yeah dude, he's they're on the road right it. now. So. Yeah, they're killing it. I knew, because, I, dude, I was, I was listening to the album, uh, and I was like, oh my god, this vocalist is incredible. I was like, there's no way this could be JP. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. I'm like, but then it is. Holy shit, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, it's 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 awesome. We got the live band together, and we've been uh, we've been jamming and kind of just working on the tunes that are there, and just trying to get get a live set going. Um, so so things really. So among these ashes is like the latest project. That's you're the newest. On. Yeah, that's the newest yeah. one um, that I'm a part of. Um, and then from there, we got finality, um, which going back to Joe, that's mm -hmm. basically Joe's project that he. Uh, started out um and that has another familiar face on vocals um tony you know tony that's right tony yeah tony's the, uh, doing vocals in this project your so. your, your other half in of the yeah. shred section of Battlecross is and he yep. just does vocals yep just vocals that's incredible yeah he's that. he's killing it man he sounds yeah. great so I'm excited. yeah, th and they're working on the record right now. I mean, it's pretty much done. It's tracked, and then now mm -hmm. is like the mixing, and on Joe's doing it all. So, um, yeah, he's he's kind of in the throes of that. Um, but it's it's coming out fucking awesome. And uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for people to hear that. We you know we have uh, we did our first live show together last year um, around Christmas time. Um, but yeah, that's, it's awesome, man. That band's great. And I'm actually a third guitarist in that one. So I kind of weaseled my way into that band because <laughs> he has a lead player and then Joe's playing guitar. And then well, actually, a uh, a battle cross alumni bassist, uh, Mike Hugel, who used to be in the band before Don, um, he's playing bass. And then our buddy, Dan phase, you know, Dan, Dan, Who's Dan? Dan Faze, uh, Valda's ex-husband, Dan. You've met him a few times. I know when you I guys have played it. Did I really? I'm sure you've met him. But... Okay. I know. Of course I know Dan. I know Dan. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I, I've met Dan. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's playing drums in the band. So, oh, um, sick. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking killer. John, by the way, is a great lead player. I mean, he's killing it. He's so sick. So, you know, this is just... Uh, it's like another... At the time, I, I joined that around the summer of last year. Um, you know, I was just showing up to the practices to hang out with them because the room in our at the old rehearsal room that I had, uh, where I had my drum set at, they were we were I was splitting the room with them, and I was just kind of hanging out with the practices. And uh, eventually, like Joe was like, "Dude, do you want to just do you want to play?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So came in on board with that and it's been it's been a lot of fun man it's it it's one of those things where you know you gotta get together with some old buddies and it's just i don't know man like that's a lot of these projects what i'm involved with musically is because it's just hanging out with good friends and having a good time playing music you know yeah, and there's really no other motive beyond that you know it's just like they're, they're all doing great things and it's just like i'm just happy to be a part of it so um so then from there, uh, the other project I'm in is a band called Portal of Pazuzu, and that's the death metal project I'm in, and, and that's that's a lot of fun. I joined that um, right around 2018, 
So, mm-hmm. you know, it was after I had stopped touring, you know, with Battlecross and it was kind of just, you know, I have a full-time job and everything. And my buddy Don uh, hit me up uh, who plays guitar in the band. And I've known him from other bands he's played in around the scene. And he, him and uh, the drummer Adam were just jamming. It was just them two. And they were looking for somebody to, for, to come in as a second guitar player. And uh, what, I mean, he sent me, I remember him sending me just videos of just him and the drummer jamming. Like the drummers, Adam's jamming on this like e-kit and, and Don's on his guitar and they're like in the living room. And he's just this video of them playing. And just from that alone, I was like, dude, this is fucking killer shit. Mm-hmm. So went and checked it out and rest is history. I mean, now, you know, we put out a record, uh, in 2020. Um, and yeah, man, it's just, it's super fun jam with those guys. And we we're doing shows and we, we've been working on some new stuff as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's super fun. Uh, that's another project I'm like stoked to be a part of. And again, it's just, fun to do kind of a different direction of what I always did, you know, with Battlecross. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, there's always elements from all these bands that I'm, that are, it, were in Battlecross, but it's still different, you know, um, guitar wise. So I feel like I'm improving on my craft that way. Um, just playing other people's stuff, you know, and playing, learning to kind of do different things as far as just something out of my realm that I'm used to writing. And, you know, aside from playing Tony's stuff. So, yeah. you know, Battlecross. So Battlecross was the band that um, I gave my life to. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, uh, you know, that's how we met was because of Battlecross. So, Absolutely, man. Yeah, um, yeah man. Uh, that is basically my baby. You know, Tony and I started the band and, you know, took it to a level that I'm just like, I still think back and at what we accomplished with that. And it's, it's incredible, man. I'm, I'm super grateful for what we did with it. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering like, Oh, what's going on with it? Um, you don't need to give that away yet. We can get into that. Okay. Later. We can get into All right. All right. We'll, so, we'll so, get yeah, into Battle that. Cross. All right. Let's leave Battlecross. That'll be a whole different section. All right. Um, okay. Let's talk about Portal of Pazuzu. Cause okay. like, dude, when I check that stuff out, Immediately, I was like, well, he said it was death metal, but like, you know, what kind of death metal, you know, whatever. And then as soon as I put it on, I was like, oh, it's like fucking death metal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this shit is heavy and like chaotic and all over the place. And it's like in a sick way, in the way death metal should be. Right. Yeah, man, dude. dude, It's like, honestly, it feels like uh, just like a. Uh, like a blob coming at you, like a, uh, a like an evil monster blob coming at you the whole time of just like awesome. it's going to fucking rip you apart if you don't <laughs> fucking run for your life. I got that kind of feeling when I'm listening to it. Awesome. So yeah, I think you're. I think you guys are doing doing it right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, a lot of um, the influences kind of stem from you know, morbid angel and suffocation and stuff like that, but it's still, it's got its groove to it, which I mm-hmm. think is like the unique element to it. You know, it's not just this fast sort of, you know, blast straight blast and all that stuff. It's there's a lot of dynamic and groove to it and it's very ugly in the sound, which I love. I think yeah. it's in a good way. You know, it's just, it's got this like 
grittiness to it that I, I love um, with everything that's what's coming out of it. So yeah, dude, it's it's I'm like like I said, I fell in love with the riffs and like the music that was happening from the early days and where it's come now with all the songs that have been written and recorded. It's it's a uh, it's great, man. It's just fun to be a part of and, and challenging. Like it's just, it's the first band I'm playing seven string in and it's just, dude, it's the stretches and the riffs and stuff have definitely pushed me as a player to like learn that stuff and play it. So Mm -hmm. do you do any writing? Um, it's mostly Donnie, the other guitar player. Um, it's kind of his, you know, a lot, but I have contributed as far as like, like arranging and giving ideas and stuff like that. But a lot of the materials his that he's written. Yeah. You still have your hand in the I still process. have my hand a little bit in it, but it's, yeah, it's definitely yeah. like his uh, uh, brainchild. So yeah, absolutely sick, man. And uh, all right. So getting back, all right, now I got to go back. Cause uh, you just ran through all of them. So now <laughs> among these ashes though, getting back to that stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can hear the battle cross influence on what's happening on that record. Um, and it, it really felt like if, if battle cross was power metal ish, that's what I, that's the feel I got from it because it has those thrashy riffs and like mm-hmm. kind of mellow death, but like very melodic. Because like a lot of the stuff you did with Battlecross was very melodic thrash. Yeah. So it, it's like that, but then you have this epic vocalist over everything, and like I listened to it the other day, and I was like, why have I not heard this before? What like why is this not like way bigger than? what it is <laughs> like i don't get like it's it's incredible man that record is is fucking sick dude i i love it man i i've been listening to it Thank the last you, couple of days it's it's sick dude i'm uh yeah richard yeah. uh he fucking killed it you know and he really came out of nowhere with just like because he this is his first like metal project that he's done mm-hmm. um that he's put out you know and he's he's actually got like an acoustic project that he's done and um released some records out with that um but this was like his first like metal band that he sort of constructed and wrote the record and all that stuff and so you know him putting it out it was just yeah i mean it really did just kind of i think the way he it just sort of rolled out i think was really kind of i think caught some probably some people off off a little bit but um in a good way you know and and, and mm-hmm. he's definitely you can tell he's well-rounded with his influences you know it's not just power metal there's like you said the melodic death metal stuff in there and thrash and, and a lot of like edge to it so um that's why you know like i said when i heard it i was like yeah this is awesome like i'd love to be a part of it and do it live so yeah it's killer killer stuff i'm glad you dig it man and um jp was added a lot to that layer as well i mean hearing his vocals on that stuff it's it's killer man so um, i'm excited to get it on the stage and just play it live and you know Dude, see the that, audience reaction to that shit so. absolutely another band that could uh tour with uh either either of my bands that i'm in or like well uh, at least Crimson or Lotharo. Uh, Dude, we'd yeah. love that. We could we could definitely tour together. That'd be super sick. And that album is uh, Dominion Enthroned. 
yep. that came out uh, this year. Is yep. it, that's a new. What? When did it come out? What? What new, month? Ah, uh, when did that come out? Um, Shouldn't that, this is this is your band's records, man. Come on. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so bad at this um, February seventh, I think. February seventh, I knew that. I want to say that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Metal archives. Hopefully, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> came out this year. It came out this year. It's phenomenal. That's all you go, need to know. Go, go, listen to it. Go um, check it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's all guitar playing stuff, and we'll get into the Battlecross stuff later. Sure. Let's do what we're here to do. You know, you're a guitar player. You are the first guitar, um, technically, I guess, first guitar player on the podcast whose really? primary instrument isn't drums. I did have uh, my uh, bassist in Crimson, who's also a guitar player in Unbowed, on for a Q&A session. So people, he was asking me questions from the audience, but not, okay. it wasn't a full episode. So that doesn't count. Sorry, Alex, but that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> and he also does play drums in multiple other bands as well. But you were the first uh, person who, musician whose primary instrument, like you don't play drums in a band, correct? Well, We'll Ooh. get into that. Ooh, is there something <laughs> that you need to There's, announce right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's is still in a... infant stages, but yeah, there is there's a little project that just sort of is starting to form. Um oh so, shit. Yeah. This is a we're talking drums exclusive right here. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So we all right, t- tell us more. Tell us more. All right, yeah. You know, so, what do you got going um, on? Yeah, it's a project that actually we had our first practice uh over the weekend, uh last weekend. Um oh, wow. but that uh, is with Joe on bass and our buddy Dave Peterman on guitar. He's from a band called Satiricis. Um, but yeah, he uh, he reached out about wanting to do some like a thrash project, and he's like, "Dude, I just want to sky. I got some riffs and stuff like that." And mm-hmm. so it's it's still in the infant stages. It's still like you know we haven't even like I said we had our first jam the other day. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just thrash metal. It's just straight up. Just we just want to play thrash and. Um, I'm like, dude, I just want to, I just want to play in a band, you know, and just have fun and jam. And we're not really sure where we'll go. I mean, we're just going to basically try and just write some tunes. And if we, you know, record something and we do some shows, cool, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the, that's the band that's in the works right now. Nice. For me, my first band drums. So, well, so there's been bands that there's was an old project I played in like years ago. We never recorded anything, but Mm -hmm. um, it kind of came and went and that was, yeah, it it was just like a band. It was like a buddy of mine. It was like a two piece, like grind band that I was like playing in. Um, And I actually did, we've done some shows a long time ago, like 2001, 2003, like way back then. And you played drums. So yeah, I played drums. Yeah. So like, would would that be like your first band that you were ever in? No, because Battlecross was still like, that was still a thing, you know, but like, even actually before Battlecross, like Tony and I were jamming in a band together. So guitar was always my primary instrument. Okay. And I started playing drums like, you know, a few years after that. See, I like, was trying to save you if you just said, oh, yeah, no, like I started playing drums like, no, like no, 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 before no. anything. And that, you know, and then like, oh, my God. Okay, perfect. Then this works. Welcome to the We're Talking Drums podcast. Now, now we can continue. 
<laughs> no, so it's never been my main instrument. It's always been something I was on and off with because mm-hmm. like I played for a little while and I was, you know, I was learning on my own and I you know never took lessons, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. of that sort. And I honestly feel like I never really got, like, I feel like I was never really good even when I was playing back then, you know, and, and I feel I'm, obviously I'm not, I don't consider myself an established drummer or anything. I, I feel like I'm be- a lot better than I was those years back, but you know, still learning, you know, obviously I, I'm sure most people say that you're always still kind of learning in whatever your uh, instrument you're playing, but I definitely have, I feel like I have a long road in that sense, but, but yeah, man, like I started, it was just pretty much like what got me into playing drums was just like going to live shows and seeing like death metal drummers and grindcore drummers and seeing how fast they were playing. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like, I want to do that. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it was really like the speed and aggression of like watching drummers play that got me into that stuff. Um, so like when my friend was selling this shitty drum kit for like a hundred bucks, I bought it just so I could like do that, you know? Yeah. And I, like I said, didn't know what I was doing. I'm sitting there just trying to do blast beats and stuff like that. And my buddy um, was playing guitar and we just like would jam together. It was just him and I like just trying to write some shit. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was an on and off thing because there'd be times where I just started going, like, especially when Battlecross was busier and doing stuff, it was like, okay, well, I don't really have time to even do this. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to work um, on your chops on guitar because exactly. that's, that's the focus. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. I feel you on that for sure. And then yeah. as soon as you add a little bit of time, you're like, okay, back to blast beats. Yeah. Right, got to get <laughs> yeah. these blasts back up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was like I had one shitty kit and that then ended up like selling that one, or I think I I might even still have it somewhere in mm-hmm. my parents' house. But then I ended up buying another kit from somebody else and was playing on that for a little while, but for a good while actually. And then I bought this recent kit um a couple years ago. It was actually like a nice uh pearl drum kit that I uh picked up from Sweetwater and uh but yeah, man, it's, uh, since I've had that kit and actually like, you know, where you, you know, when like, cause you know, when you play like on a shitty kit, it just like, it's kind of discouraging, right? I mean, you're playing and it just doesn't sound that good, but when you actually get something that's good and it sounds good and it kind of like pumps you up, right. You're like, okay. I mean, obviously the player is a part of it too. Right. But mm-hmm. when you get something that's like, sounds good and it's fun to play, um, it just kind of like, I don't know it um motivates you absolutely (laughs) like like so many people are like oh it's not about gear you know like don't worry about the gear like it's all in the hands and like yes okay i do (laughs) i do think that that uh there's something to that but at the same time i know when i get a new piece of gear whether it be like a new snare drum or uh and a whole new kit a new cymbal any kind of gear in the studio or like even as much as like a set of headphones, I you get a little bit of that dopamine rush. It gets you yeah. pumped. It gets you motivated to want to use that and want to, to play more or like do more of whatever that piece of gear does. You know, mm-hmm. and that is beneficial across the board, regardless, you know, and anything to get you motivated. Sometimes you just get in ruts where you're just like, ah, just, I don't feel like I'm getting any better. I don't really yeah. like 
you know, what's the point in playing? Cause I'm just going to suck and hate my life and blah, 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 <laughs> you know? And then you get a new piece of gear and you're like, oh shit, like this is, this is fun. Oh, right. I remember that like this playing music and being like playing an instrument is actually like, you know, kind of fun sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it's even the difference of like, you know, a shitty guitar to a good guitar, you know, when you get something that's just like feels great and you're like, all right, man, like, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be something like the most best expensive, like high end piece of gear. But if, if it's in that realm of like where you're at least like for playing wise, right? Like sometimes like when I was playing on those shitty kits, I was I wasn't, you know, I wasn't good. I was just learning at that point. Mm-hmm. But as you start to pick up and your skill is picking up, then you and you graduate to something that's like at that at least at your level or something that just you know is like a better piece of gear that is sort of fit to like where you're at as a player you know and that yeah. could just that's that goes for anything like amp wise guitar wise or whatever like where you f- see yourself sort of improving in some realm and you're like man i just need if i had the right gear or something that would at least motivate me to like play more and find like and and like with this drum set it was like it also gave me the ability to kind of set it up the right way, you know, cause I'm mm-hmm. playing on like shitty gear. That's just like, maybe I'm, I'm sure I had it set up in a way that wasn't even ergonomically correct, you know, like yeah. probably making, do, putting, playing, like putting more effort than I should have, you know, than oh, when exactly, something's yeah. shitty, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, and like, yeah. Cause lower grade kits, sometimes don't have the same amount of adjustments that the higher end kits have. Right. Sure. You know? So yeah, like sometimes you can, you can get it to feel better when you're, uh, when you have like a nicer kit, man. But the funny thing I find about all of this is that you never gave up on drums, you know, like you had mm-hmm. a career playing guitar and you could have easily just, gone to bass or something silly and like that like and then nobody would like you and you know whatever <laughs> but <laughs> unless you're really really good like Don Slater then you're just a legend and that's okay right. he's like one of the few acceptable bass players in life <laughs> alright everybody else that plays bass is just uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding I love you bass players alright it's just a joke Uh, but you never gave up on drums and it's been something I've been thinking about more and more recently too, is that drums are just inherently fun to play at any skill level. Uh, the only time they're not, they cannot be fun is when you're actually improving, (laughs) right? But when you're actually putting in the work to like, try to get better at it you know but just playing the instrument you can be four years old grab a set of sticks and start playing playing drums and it's fun as hell right you could be like in your teen years and just at a party and sit down and like everybody wants to play the drum kit everybody wants to hit stuff and make loud noises like it's just fun so it's funny that you like started you you had drums you're playing and then you had this whole career that took you kind of away from it because you didn't have the time uh and then as soon as you had the time you're like no i want to hit drums again i want i want that it, it it's just like it's almost like an 
animalistic tendency inside of you to yeah, just right? want to, it's right? It's very primal. It you know? is. It's extremely <laughs> primal. Yeah. It, that's why I I love them and I I play drums. It definitely wasn't because we needed a drummer and I was the only one who wanted to spend my life savings on a drum kit and cymbals and all that, right? <laughs> uh, fun times. Yeah. Why why is drums so expensive? Can you answer me that? Dude, question? oh my God. I, I feel bad for for all you drummers out there that do it, you know, and especially career wise, you know. It's like oh, fuck, yeah. man. Like and especially in the profession that you where you make the least amount. Right. you know being in a fucking band it's like you don't a make any money band. and then your instrument yeah a metal band of a all metal things. band out of you all know? bands yeah. yeah yeah and then your your gear is like the most expensive and the most pain god damn <sighs> kitty tech well, all right all right damn all kitty right. what what's your um, kitty's name that's loki it's actually loki. joe's kitty but yeah joe's kitty all right the the kitty that's in in the shop <laughs> made Loki. it onto the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Loki. There you go. You had your time. All right. I'm sure he'll be making an appearance here and there. Oh yeah. No, I haven't seen him lurking in the background and everything too. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. I just you know I feel for it's fucking. It's an expensive instrument. So like I'm. It really is. Like personally, I am. It's for me. It, it will be. It's not something that I see myself going down that path of like being a drummer and and you know making a a career out of it or at least being something that's full-time for me i think that it'll it's gonna be this hobby that i enjoy doing um but i just you know i have so much hobbies that i'm (laughs) involved in that it's just uh yeah, I mean, you know, never say never. I I, I don't see that happening, but uh, all I really want to do with this is is just play um, out of pure passion and fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if projects come out of it, then that's cool. And we'll see where that goes. But there's, you know, I didn't really necessarily walk into this saying, I want to be at this level or this level. It was just like, I like to play. Um, and... You know, I don't necessarily practice probably like a young drummer would, you know, as far as like get working on technique and things like that. I just get down there and I play. I mean, I have a practice pad and I'll sit there and sometimes work on just like, um, you know, setting them click and just doing uh there's like a Derek Roddy exercise that a, a friend showed me that it's like, you know, you're just doing um, working on your hands and feet, you know, coordination kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um but that's about it, man. And then most of the time I'm just down on down in the basement, just like playing, you know, and sometimes it'll be set to a metronome and I'm just kind of playing along to that, or it'll just be playing. Um, so that like be, getting to jam with this new thing going on is like, for me, a chance just to like play with, like actually try and write some drums and like play with a band, you know, cause you know, it's different. Like it's you playing it by yeah. yourself versus like when you have instruments in the room and you're trying to follow along to a riff and stuff, I feel mm-hmm. like you play harder. I don't know. That's me. Like, I feel like I put more like force into what I'm doing. Well, also you're trying to compete with, with noise in the room as well. You got a yep. blasting, amp in there like a half stack or something and then like yeah you want that snare and those kicks to be heard yeah so you know i I assume that you're not micing them up or you're not running a full in-ear system or anything right like it's just like raw 
you know, and just so, yeah, yeah, definitely you're going to hit harder. And it's 100% different than just jamming to your own inner metronome or if you're playing to a click even or something, playing with somebody, you guys have to lock in together, you know? So totally. That yep. that kind of brings me to the next topic I wanted to discuss uh since we're on the topic of 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 drums, you know. Uh you have had the chance to play with some of the most incredible drummers. <laughs> uh Battlecross had the like most insane list of drummers and even if they weren't well known at the time they became well known uh after you know i i call it the totally. battlecross bump you know <laughs> <laughs> um Dude, so, no doubt yeah so how what is it like playing with so many different drummers and do you have a favorite no i'm kidding you can't <laughs> obviously that's brian brian's your favorite of course he's of yeah course. clearly brian zinc you know shredding those skins but like uh, Mike Kreger was Krieger. the Krieger. My apologies, Mike, if you're uh, listening to this. How dare you? I love you greatly, and you know that. <laughs> um, he was not the original, but he is like the kind of first Battlecross drummer who like did the first record and everything like that, right? It's like he yeah, did yeah. all the the beginning of touring and everything like that. And do you know what? Because I, I, I wrote down the list in front of me, and I totally forgot. I forgot one. The first time I saw you guys live, you had Yosin Orta playing with you. Yeah, Hosan, yep. Dude, yeah, and now man. he is in fit for an autopsy. Right? Look yeah, it's killing. Dude, I totally <laughs> forgot. And I've been I don't think a lot of people know that either. No, but, no, no, they yeah. don't. Um, yeah, which is crazy. Because uh, he just did like a short run. Was it just the Canadian dates? Yeah, he just did the Canadian dates. That was the first time. It was uh, basically like our first tour, like somewhat. Because we got added to that Goat Horror Hate Eternal one like last minute. Like, dude, mm-hmm. that was crazy. They, we got a call the like the night before saying, hey, can you jump on this tour? It was, it was when Fallujah unfortunately had that van accident. And oh, so they needed someone to jump on. And so we got the call asking us if we wanted to jump on that tour. And we basically all were like, uh, yeah, like we'll do it. But it was, you know, at the same time, we're kind of freaking out because we have jobs and shit. So basically we're all c- telling our jobs. We're not coming in. We're going on tour. Yeah. And drove down the next day to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and met up with that tour. And so there were some Canada dates and you know, we were worried kind of with Mike and some stuff going on with him being able to get over. So we had Hosean, we basically found Hosean, um, to, and he was actually a friend of Shannon's and Shannon. That's a whole, that's a whole other, we'll get into Shannon after. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, Hosean, uh, did the Canadian dates with, uh, us and Haiti Eternal, and, uh, yeah, he killed it, man. I mean, jumping on board to like, you know, learn that stuff quickly he he Dude. picked it up quick like so. yeah like that like yeah it was, it was insane uh because i had heard about the band because you had recently signed with metal blade and a friend of mine was kind of on the up and up of that um like all like new 
new bands to new labels and like showing me stuff. And I'd heard that name. And then I saw you guys on the bill and I was like, I remember hearing about these guys. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm fuck it. I'm going to go. Uh, and like, I, I listened to your record a bunch and then I listened to it like even more as soon as I heard you guys are coming. Uh, and then it was a totally different drummer. I was like, what the hell? And uh, <laughs> I ended up like becoming buddies with him and keeping in contact all these years. And uh, like, we used to talk a lot, like shortly after that run and stuff. And yeah, he, he will be coming on the podcast. Awesome. It's, it's in the work. We've been trying to work on it for about like three months now, but we're going to make it happen. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. And I'm, I'm super happy to see him, you know, out there doing good things oh, with it for an autopsy. So yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely killer. crushing it. But uh, that must have been a really stressful time. Uh, just like, oh, fuck, who are we going to get? <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that shit's crazy. You mm -hmm. know, especially when you're just, it's like your first run out there. You know, it's like you want to do it right. And yeah, it, it was definitely stressful. But, you know, I mean, that we learned real quick how to like go on the fly with things. You know, yeah. and I think we 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 got really good with that between getting people to fill in versus vehicle breakdowns and making shows and making shit happen when, you know, you're on crunch time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely a learning experience for, for us. Yeah. And all right. So getting back to the list of drummers, uh, you had Mike, he, uh, he was phenomenal. Saw you guys on so many tours uh, with him. Great guy. Uh, played on the first record pursuit of honor. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, then you had in the incredible Shannon Lucas. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say after that. Cause dude, <laughs> yeah, man, when um, I, when I heard about that, I was like, Oh, Oh shit. Cause like Shannon is like one of my all time favorite drummers. Uh, like the work he did with black Dahlia murder was just like, like nocturnal like it's one of my favorite records of all time yeah absolutely uh, and then seeing my my homies getting, like working with guy like that i was like shit and uh that album war of will was just like insane dude that record was so fucking good and the Thanks, drums bro. on it were like so incredible man um so what was it like working with Shannon Lucas? Mm -hmm. Dude, he, I mean, talk about him as a player. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, just how tight and precise he was. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, what you heard on that record was very much Shannon's drums. Um, but, I mean, he's a great guy, and he was a huge part of, you know, how we got hooked up with Metal Blade and how, you know, we went down that path. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, can't thank that guy enough for believing in the band and, and just, you know, basically talking us up. Um, so I take it you guys were buddies with Shannon from the BDM days because you guys were Detroit locals. Yeah. We actually practiced in the same rehearsal room as, as them at the time. So they were in the same, we used to hear him jam mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he, we got we got close with him because he uh befriended like Velda and Dan. So like, you know, obviously Velda was managing us at the time. Mm -hmm. 
And so we, that, that was how that connection was made, you know, cause yeah. he was around during that time. Um, but I remember one day he was playing, I was at the rehearsal room and I think I just went up there to pick something up and I heard him uh, jamming and I actually had like our, it was like a demo of our album. Like, so this was, um, we had recorded it. Like this was the first record we had recorded it. And this was pre Gumbiax. I think this was when um, was Marshall still on the on that recording? I think he was. Yes, he was. So this was our old singer Marshall. I had like these two. It was like a demo of that stuff that was recorded. And I remember I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just you know." I had him on me, but I essentially went down the room to go chat with him because I heard him jamming. Mm-hmm. And I remember he he hadn't even. Like he knew we had talked, but I don't think he'd ever heard of heard us yet. Yeah. So I remember we were just jamming and he was talking about a studio to do some grind project that he was doing. And I was like, well, hey, man, check out this studio, you know, and I gave him our CD, you know, Smart. where we recorded that. Smart. <laughs> That's See, genius, buddy. Slip that in. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And then I remember he reached out like a day later or whatever. And I was like, dude, this stuff rips, man. He's like what's going on with you guys in metal blade? Cause I think he knew that at least we were taught we we're you're like in talks. To, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how that all sort of came together. But, but yeah, man, like, so it was from those days, just, you know, him following the band and we, you know, when we needed somebody for the record for war, will, it was like, he wanted to do it. And we're like, well, I think that's a no-brainer. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's but get you, this guy in. You, you know? to, Let's get uh, fucking Shannon him, in. You had to pull him out of retirement, but you know <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> like, come on, man. You dude, can do this. No, he I mean, he was he was stoked because he was hearing demos of what we were working on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh so for him to come in and, and want to do the record, number one was a huge like compliment. And it was just when he came in, it was just he's just so easy easy to work with in that sense it was just like boom like had it down and he was essentially doing drum parts and then it was like all right well can you try a different fill here you know and he would just fucking belt it out like that it was incredible um but yeah a great dude and and phenomenal drummer oh yeah dude one of the best one of the best for sure uh and i'll say that uh one of my fondest tour memories is the what like four dates that we did with you guys when shannon was playing Mm -hmm. live with you that is like one of those dates and that was actually our first time playing in the states and that was right before you guys were flying over to europe for the first time we had played in europe we'd never played in the states so you know so our first time in the states and i'm sharing the stage with shannon lucas and like we're we're buddies he's like the nicest guy in the world and it's like like you know like 20 year old me would be fucking shitting himself right now (laughs) but it's cool and it's awesome and you know like he was just such an amazing dude and an absolute pleasure to uh to watch Every, every night on that run, you know? Those are some yeah, crazy absolutely. shows, dude. That Toronto show, still, oh, I don't think I, I've I've played a show in Toronto that was like that since. Dude, it was so much fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, so... I miss, I miss playing Canada, by the way. I really do. Yeah? Yeah, dude, some of the best shows we've ever played were always in Canada. Like... 
Yeah, dude. Fucking we love awesome. you guys up here, man. You know? I know it. We love you. Oh, oh, you're gonna have to come back up here. You know that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just want to come and like visit and hang out. I, you know, it's like I'm, touring's so different. You know, obviously, like you don't get to see as much cool stuff and hang out as long as you want. So mm-hmm. I think that I think I'm gonna have to do that sometime. Yeah, dude. Anytime. Anytime you want to come up Toronto way, you let me know, bro. I got you. We'll go Ooh. see the uh, the fucking CN Tower and shit. <laughs> It'll be great. I haven't seen that shit since I was a kid. Oh, God damn. Yeah, you see it when you're driving in and then right. you're like, oh, let's go down this shady street to the fucking <laughs> venue where we're playing to 50 kids. It's going to be great. Uh, right. No. <laughs> um, all right. So after that, you uh, you had Adam Pierce. And for some before, before Adam was Kevin Talley. Oh, shit. Because you did. Um, Mayhem Fest with Kevin Talley. Yep. Oh my God. Which another yep. legend. Right. Like an absolute they, legend. Fucking goddamn, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. It's so crazy like, looking back at all the different people we played with, and especially like Shannon and, and Kevin. It's just like mm-hmm. those two guys were, especially Kevin. He, I mean, I was a huge Dying Fetus fan. So to be yeah. able to like hear, you know, play with the dude that I fucking looked up to in that sense was just like, oh my God. This is, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. How dude. am I how how am I playing with these fucking drummers of this caliber? It's insane. I, I will say though, Kevin didn't play to a click. He did not. No. No. <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I wanted a click track. You know? But uh it's okay. It's okay. Hey, he, he did great. You know what? It was phenomenal. I just he's, he's a fuck yeah. yeah. He I he mean, you know, legend, everyone's so. got their different styles and what they do mm-hmm. and uh you know. It was sick. Um, he was a lot of Kevin's, fun to watch. To yeah, watch play, for sure. man. Yeah, he's 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 he he's really a, he's a wild man. Thing. He is, yeah. Me, he's the, a wild man. The brief time I, I met him um on that tour was like, you know, he, he's a little he's a little crazy, you know. <laughs> but it's great, dude. Yeah, man. All right, let's uh let's let's get through this fucking list of drummers you've played with <laughs> and uh just just share a little tidbit about them cuz then you got Adam Pierce. Yeah. Who is uh Adam. amazing, dude. Like and watching some Absolutely. of I know there was some um videos up of him playing like Beast uh and a couple other songs and it just looked so easy for him. You know? And like right. <laughs> I I've played those songs and absolutely struggled every second of it, you know? <laughs> but for him, it was just like butter, you know? Yeah. Man, he was so sick, dude. Yeah, he was awesome. And obviously, we we met him from uh, touring with In Flames, and All Show Parish was on that tour. Yeah. 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 So we got to know Adam that way. Adam's a great guy, and uh, we had a lot of fun going out on the road with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny, though, because he, like, mentioned he, he has this, like, black cloud with them wherever he went with like touring with bands and something wrong would always happen and lo and behold it did (laughs) well i think we had like two vehicle breakdowns on like when we toured with him because we went out with him on hate breed and death angel and man that those that the end of hate breed going into death angel like are we our trailer um axle fucked up on that and so we had to like deal with that bullshit and then something with our van transmission like dude we yeah so adam you did bring the black cloud on that one 
yeah. No, but it was. Uh, I mean, honestly, he's a he's such a great dude, and he was such an awesome drummer. And it was we had a lot of fun touring with him. Uh, super easy to work with. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. All right. Let's move through this. We got so much other shit to talk about so and much. cover. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Alex Bent. Do you need, do you really need to say more? Right. Oh, Alex man. Bent, you know, killer. He, uh, and, and seeing where he is now, it's, it's so, I mean, where he went, you know, filling in for Testament yeah. and then going into Trivium. I mean, I'm so happy for that dude. He's such a good guy and man. Yeah. He did Rise to Power with us and mm -hmm. fucking killer record. And yeah, he was awesome to work with and a great drummer. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know I was, the, the runs we did uh, together with him in the band were fucking, he was the nicest dude, super yeah. accommodating. Like, he was just awesome to hang out with and chill. Like, yeah. And then just getting to watch him was next level. Right. You know? Yeah. I, it made yeah. sense as soon as I found out he was. He was <laughs> Heard that he was joining Trivium. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he, he deserves that 150%. Oh, totally. You know? yeah. yeah. And he was uh, yeah. <clears throat> he was on the podcast back in uh, December. And it was oh, great. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. great getting to catch up with him and, and hearing where he's at in life and everything. Back from, what was that, like 2014, I want to say? 2014, yeah. Together? 2014, 2015, like right around was yeah, there. Around that time. And then seeing yep. like where he's come and now he... He has a daughter and, and all that. It's like, yeah, wow, it's awesome. God. Yeah. Super so happy sick. for him. Yeah. Very proud of him, too. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. And his performance on um, Rise to Power was so weird saying Rise to Power because I still feel <laughs> like you guys ripped oh, us off. On that one. You guys totally ripped that off, man. I, it's <laughs> That's it was not, not even, intentional. I will say that. No, it was, but, it was just, it, it was in the back of your head. Like, that's that's a great. That's, That's a, a great, great name. name. Yeah. I, I, I've never heard it before. Definitely no. <laughs> never. Like, we literally just released the record like, six months before that. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Anyways, anyways. We should have put in parentheses Crimson Shadows. Yeah, that's right. You should have just called, inappropriate. called the record Crimson Shadows. Crimson Shadows, that's, yeah. You know, call it a day. Uh, <laughs> all right. So is your next record going to be War Will? Yeah, or, there you go, dude. We're we're working on an uh, a title right now, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, there that you works, go. That actually works <laughs> perfect with with what the concept of the album. So <laughs> I think I think that's a great idea. There you go. Yeah. Or we'll just call it Flesh and Bone. There you go. Flesh and Bone. Yeah, yeah or Flesh Force and, Fed Lies. One of those. Force Fed know. Lies. Uh, yeah. That could be that could be too political. We we said mm. that we're not getting into politics on this That's podcast, right. right? That's right. Yeah. Right. So, mm. uh, all right, Brian Zink, what do you what do you got to say about this fella? He's man, uh, fuck he's that a guy. Current <laughs> 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 fucking dick. Uh, uh, I fucking love Brian. He's man. You know what, Brian? Like when he came in, he I feel like odds were against him because he came in at a rough time. Like Alex was leaving and Brian literally had probably like two weeks to learn the shit and then jump on a tour with us going out with Guar. So, you know, it was, it was rough and it was rough for us too, just going through that transition of like losing mm -hmm. Alex to yeah. having somebody come in. And we, you know, we knew Brian from uh, the hate breed tour cause he was drum teching for uh, shadows fall. Right. Yeah. And you know, Brian, I remember he sent some videos and it was 
he was playing it, but it was just also, I remember just thinking like, man, all right, like it's good, but he's, he's going to need some work, you know? And obviously he, he had that short amount of time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, we were all being a little hard on him, but you kind of have to when someone's stepping in and it's like, you got to kind of whip them into shape. Yeah. And well, I know what, I know what that's like getting denied <laughs> saying your, your, your videos aren't good enough. We won't get into that though. So heartbroken. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah. So, you. so you guys went, you took him out on the road. Yep, um, came out and he fucking busted his ass. Um, and fucking proved, proved to us, you know, like proved himself and, and, like picked up on the material. Like he, it was a little rough at first, you know I mean? And obviously he's coming into a situation that's probably stressful for him. Um, but he picked it up and fucking like within, I'd say the first few shows or well, it was after one of the shows. I remember, I think Don like talked to him and then basically was like, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta fucking, like basically whipped him into shape, you know, like had a, had a conversation with him. Cause it was like a bad show. I think we just, everything was kind of going wrong on that one. And, and it just, you know, he missed some parts or whatever. And after that, man, he was practicing and he had it down and mm -hmm. finished that tour. And he's been our drummer since, you know, and that's why it's like, I having Brian come in like that, just where I feel like it was the odds were really against him on that. And even for me personally, like I wasn't so sure about him at first. And now it's like, no question. Like he is the dude, he is the guy in this band. And not only as a drummer, but he, per he fits in personally, like so well with all of us. Like he's just, yeah. he's one of us. And you, and you know how that is like, Oh yeah, dude, that's 80% you know, of it. Like, dude, totally. Having a guy that just comes in, not only that can play this stuff, but actually fits in with, who you are and, and and as a group and feel like you're part of, that you belong there is like huge and brian is definitely that dude yeah. so well it's got to be really difficult like from his point of view too it's like you're learning material that shannon lucas and alex bent wrote and played and dude that rise to power stuff is insane I don't know what you guys are on when you were writing that record, but it was like, yeah, let's uh, just play everything like 30 BPM faster than, than anything we've ever done. Like, dude, some of that stuff is so stupid fast. And like, obviously Alex can play it. So you're like, yeah, fuck, no problem. Do it. Right. Not thinking like, we might need another guy <laughs> to play this one day. You know? Right. Like, dude, yeah, that's, uh, that's intimidating to say the least, just trying to learn that stuff. And like I said, like I've, I've learned those songs and you know, it's, uh, it's, they're difficult. They're tough, man. For yeah. sure. Yeah. They're rough. And from Brian's a also a different drummer, man. He's not, you know, Shannon mm -hmm. and Alex, those guys are like, they are death metal drummers too. They come from that school. Yeah. So they, but Brian is not that drummer. He's a different, you know, he kind of came from playing like, rock and jazz and like Prague and stuff like, like he's, you know, a huge rush fan, obviously. So oh, he, yeah, yeah. he didn't come from that school of death metal and thrash metal, but he can play it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just shows how well-rounded the guy is because he came on board knowing like, I'm going to play this stuff. Like I'm going to learn it and I'm going to play it. Yeah. And he's, he owned it, you know? And like I said, coming from that background where I don't think that was his forte, he, you know, he crushed it. So yeah, Absolutely, I mean, like you man. said, it, 
he's learning from a school of great drummers, but he, you know, brings his own element to it. That is awesome. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I think that's where that, that's why I think he also meshes so well with, with us and, and the music too. And, and what he, and putting his stamp on, on those drums, you know, he definitely puts his flair onto it. So mm, for sure, for sure. Okay. So what, what is next for Battlecross? Now that we're at the end end of the drummers, Brian Brian's in the band. He's here to stay. That's it. Mm -hmm. Is he the longest standing drummer now? Because that would have been like 2015, 16, maybe. Yeah. It's you know, well, it's because he <laughs> he had two years off. Does like, that count? He, he he yeah, and I think it's you know partly because I'm, he came in at like the last ending years of where we were. I guess, you know, finishing a run of touring, you know, yeah. but he came in 20, he lasted two years too. Well, of, well, I'd say two and a half really of the touring cycle. Cause 20, he came in 2015 and went out all the way until 2017 was our last tour that we did. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was our last tour for a while. And obviously we've been doing shows here and there, you know, we'll get offers to do stuff and, and, and play them. Um, but right now, you know, everyone's busy with a lot of different stuff. Um, the band isn't, it's not dead. It's just, I would say, somewhat of a hiatus just because we're trying, like, we want to write another album. Like, we're all in agreement there. Mm -hmm. It's just that process of making it happen is what is just slow right now. Yeah. Um, with Brian being in New York, it makes it difficult to get together as a band and jam. Um, and as far as trying to send him ideas, you know, he did come out actually in 2020, he came out and we were, we jammed and actually like, like work, like record, it got the room set up to record and recorded some ideas, just fucking around, just jamming. Yeah. Um, but they just, from that point after COVID happened, like nothing went anywhere from that point. You know, like yeah. the ideas didn't continue to grow from there. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like now it's kind of back to square one. Like I feel like we're trying to start fresh with new ideas. It's just nobody's really been bringing anything to the table yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, Brian and I were talking and we were trying to get him out, um, you know, like soonish to, to start jamming again. It's just the schedules are just so messed up right now trying to, coordinate all that everyone's just busy you know like between work oh, and summertime stuff coming up and all that so and you playing in like 18 bands yeah and all, you know? <laughs> right but i mean you know what even so even with all the projects like there's there'll always be room for that you know that will never like i would never if there was an opportunity to like have him come out and it just worked like i would never be like oh i got you know, it's like, basically it's like, there's always room for battle cross, you know, whenever yeah. it's ready for us to, to do stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's alive. It's just sleeping. It's like hibernating right now. So, hibernating. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't want to, I just don't want to say anything further as far as to get anyone excited because really nothing's happening at this point. Like there's no new material yet, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why it's just so in a, in an infant stage of where of a new album happening that I don't know what to say. I can't, I can't give you a time frame of when we're expecting something to be done. Cause there's, 
you know, we got to get that process going first. Yeah. But I can tell you that we very much, I think we all feel like we want it to still happen and, and do it. It's just timing, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, never, absolutely. I feel you, you know? on that, man. And like, it's, it's difficult because like, um, like Crimson Shadows is in the ending stages of recording our new record. But we wrote this album back in 2015, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Like the album was pretty much finished in 2016, aside from some, some vocals and stuff that still have to get finished. Uh, that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then everybody's just kind of been waiting. But like, as soon as the, the train, stops running you know and like you guys toured heavily you guys were like a touring force to be reckoned with you guys yeah. did some crazy shit and were non-stop for a number of years uh it's fucking damn impressive dude but uh as soon as that kind of slows down and you have a little bit of time to be like oh well like what do what do i do with my time now that i'm not going on tour and you kind of like find yourself enjoying other parts of life and you're like well do i really want to give up all these other parts that i'm really enjoying to like go back on the road like it it becomes like a balance issue then and it's how much you're willing to really sacrifice you know to get stuff done you know i'm super glad and proud of of you know what we've accomplished this year with doing the new record given the fact that we're all our schedules are extremely busy and it's not like we're making a single dime off off the band at this point right like right you know it's still very much so something we need to put money in but uh you know it's it, it is really uh like you, you need to have passion and focus for it to to make it happen and uh and in your case just writing wise you need sometimes you just need inspiration you yeah. know and who knows like two months from now it could just hit you and you just like bang out like a album like in in a couple months and it's like fuck all right, right let's do this you know or you know it, it could it could take time but it's art and you know at this point it's not like it is uh you know, financially your sole source of income so it is right. it is like just something you do because you love it and because you're it's your passion right yeah so you're not gonna rush it just to get it out right and like that's that seems silly you know you want it to come from the heart and you know do it the right way so yeah but i'm super yeah, glad to hear that you guys are still like down to do a new record because i yeah absolutely i, I mean you that. hit the nail on the head with that i mean it's like for me number one i'm not going to force anything you know so i'm not going to just put out a record for the sake of putting out a record that's not us um but yeah dude at the end of that tour i mean we'd we'd been up i think i was i was just so burnt out by the end of it man i was just yeah. like i was ready for that break i was ready to just be done with the road and just fucking and like you said, when you, when you get off the road, it's like, you start trying to, you start finding new things about yourself and like new, like be, ha, all of a sudden you have this time to like do stuff and, and, and almost like you're kind of rediscovering yourself a little bit. Right. Cause 100%, this, man. the band was like 
100% my focus. Everything else always took a back seat. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I had this time to like, oh man, I can, like I, I had a job, I luckily fell into a great job. And so it's like, oh, I have money now. I can like fucking, you know, spend money on myself. And it's not just money. for the band. What is this? What yeah, is what this is this? Money you know, thing, it was, it was you know? just like <laughs> actually having, a, 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 you know, time and money to like do stuff that beyond like what you so it's like oh well what do i want to do what are you're finding new hobbies and passions you're all of a sudden starting to work on yourself and like for me like dude health wise i was not in good shape by the end of that tour it was like bad Mm. you know so i knew i needed needed to lose weight and so that was like that goal and come to recently you know i obviously had a long standing relationship with alcohol for a long time. Um, and that came to a halt, uh, basically three months ago, you know, I was like, I'm done. Look at this professional. That was exactly where I wanted to go with this conversation (laughs) was to discuss your sobriety. Congratulations on the three months, my friend. Thanks, man. Dude, that's huge. That's huge. And I know that the first, the first couple months, can be the the hardest but the most rewarding you know because like yeah. all right at first it's like all right one day and then it's one week and then it's one month you know and you're just setting those like little 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 wins for yourself right and then totally. uh, yeah then buddy um that's that's so amazing uh that you did that uh you've you've decided to uh to get yourself sober and everything. Cause I know exactly, exactly what that struggle is like, man. Yeah, dude. And, and I remember seeing your journey and it was just like, man, that's, I remember feeling very proud for you and congratulations on yours. You know, how long you've been, how long has it been for you now? And at the top of June, it'll be two years. Yeah. That's great, man. So it's awesome. Yeah. It's month but or yeah, so dude, away. it was, it was a long time coming. I feel like it was always something in the back of my mind that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, Never, obviously never really wanted it because I always fell back into it. But I think this time around, it was just like, I got to make a change, you know? And, you know, it's funny for me, it was, you know, most people like probably if you like people that know me, I think would never think that I had a problem with alcohol. Right. Cause I wasn't like the typical, like blackout falling down drunk that most people think that's a person with that needs to quit out drinking alcohol. Right. I think it was the habit that just continued that where it was just entirely in my life. Like everything I did was involved with alcohol, Yeah, you know? And it just got to a point where I was just like, I was doing it all the time. And I was also like drinking alone and I was fine with that. Like I was okay with it. Just being like, Oh, I'll just go to the bar by myself. I don't care. You know, oh, buddy, some of the best nights I had were like, going to the bar. By myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know, they do. But no, yeah. I mean, dude, I, yeah. I'm telling 100%. you, there's a lot of great times with it, but mm. obviously it, there's it. I don't think it was the alcohol in itself. Like looking back now, it's like, really, it was just the good times. I think with the people I was surrounded with and, 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 you know, initially there is always that fear of like, what the fuck am I going to do being sober now? Like, am I going to have fun? Am I going to be able to enjoy myself? I'm going to be, am I going to be able to be around people that are drinking? Yeah. And really it's been, honestly, that's actually been pretty easy, you know? And I think for me, the hardest part was just the weird adjustment 
of like trying to find like what to do with myself now that I wasn't drinking, that it wasn't this thing that I did on weekends or, um, you know, to, to go out and party or whatever. It was just like, what do I do with myself? What new, what new things do I have? Do I have to do now to like, you know, find what I'm into, you know? So I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it's, it's been, I, for me, it's one of the best changes in my life. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say definitely the same for me as well, making that, that change. And, um, and a lot of people, when I told them that I was doing this, they're like, Oh, like, are you just doing it for like a year or like oh, a couple months or something like that? And I'm like, no, like, like this, this is my life now. I don't know when this ends. I don't know if there is an end date to it. And looking now, I don't see a time of me going back to it because even at this point, I know that if I, I can't just have one or two, like one equals six equals 12 equals me blackout drunk. Like that is just how that process goes. And a lot of people who know me would know like, yeah, dude, I partied, man. I partied. And dude, speaking of partying and drinking and me and you that time in Toronto, (laughs) When I ran, I was so wasted. I ran, I wanted to give you a hug, but then I just kept going and we fell down and I couldn't walk right. I shattered my knee and it still bothers me to this day. Oh my God. Dude, I couldn't walk right for like fucking six months, dude. It was brutal. So stupid drunken times, you know? But yeah, man. For me, for one, the wake up call was, um, somebody extremely close to me just tell, letting me know like that I was turning into not a very nice person and they knew that that wasn't who I was. Um, previous to that, I, I did, I definitely had episodes where like I knew that I didn't want to be that person even when I was in it. Um, like, um, my ex would tell me, he's like, you, you would turn to me and be like, I don't like who I am right now. And I'm like wasted drunk. Right. Like I, even I knew in that moment yeah. that I hated it, but I couldn't help it. And then the next weekend I'd go do the exact same thing. And it took me years, years and years of that cycle to realize that the only way to change is to cut that out completely yeah you know um yeah because either way like i'm just i'm gonna fall back into it man yeah and that's it and you know luckily i do have a lot of people around me to support me and and i'm i'm sure you do as well you know that's the biggest thing man and to everybody out there who has friends that uh want to get sober support them in it man 100 percent. yeah absolutely you know yeah that's one of the things you worry about too you know like that pressure sometimes, but actually everyone has been super supportive of it. And it hasn't been like someone trying to, Oh, come on, man. Like just, just have one, like nothing like that at all. Yeah. And I think being open and honest about admitting that I had a problem with it has made that easier. I think people realize, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I understand Cause there's been, like I said, times before where kind of like what you were saying, where you knew, you knew for a long time you didn't want to be that person, but you just kept doing it. And like, for me, it was just knowing deep down I wanted to quit, but I couldn't. So I would take breaks and I would, oh, I'm going to yeah. just quit for, I'm going to just take a break from it. And anytime I did that, I knew I was just lying to myself because yeah. it was like, 
I would last maybe a week less than that sometimes. And I would go right back to it, you know, yeah, exactly. or someone would pressure me into just like, ah, oh, man, come on. Just like it, it was in, until I actually had to like admit to myself that I had a, a problem with it was mm-hmm. when that was where the reality really hit me and being open about it has, I think helped at least people being accepting of that. And cause you know how it is. It's, it's a strange culture with, with the drinking, you know, all over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of the most, everybody does it. And it's, it's the one thing weird addiction that you actually, like when you say you're trying to quit, people are like, what you're trying to, what you're trying to quit drinking. I'm like, but it's, it's so like, you know what I mean? Fun, it's like, like, yeah. Like what's know? wrong like, with you? Like so people sick. think you're, something's wrong with you for wanting to quit that. And it's, yeah. and it's just so damaging, you know? And obviously people do it and they, they have a control. I'm not ju- trying to judge anybody for that. Does it? I'm just saying for me, it was, not the right thing. And I think the overall way it's perceived makes that, I think, really hard for people to quit sometimes because it's such a a thing that everybody does. And it's, you know, like I said, I think it's perceived in in such a positive, in this light of like, what's wrong with you? Why you like sobering is being sober is almost like weird, right? Like for some people. Oh, oh, you're just boring then. Right. Boring person at the party. And it's funny because I've had people say that I am a lot more fun to be around when I'm not drinking. So uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> well, because, dude, and especially in later years, it got to the point where I would be so drunk, I'd be like passing out by like 11 o'clock because yeah. I would drink like five times faster than everybody else. And I'd be like shit wasted before everyone, anyone's on their second drink. You know, so mm-hmm. like that's that's when it's like, uh, you know, it is it is much better to have me sober <laughs> and like yeah. alert and like I can deal with stuff. Guess what? I can drive to the store if we need to, you know, like all everything is just I don't know. For me, it it was I really turned my life around when when all that when I when I did, decided to make that change and I just needed uh, sadly enough, I feel like I needed somebody to pretty much like give me a smack and be like, get your shit together. You know, right. you're, you're over 30. Come on. That's enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for sure, man. I mean, and that's the thing is it's the truth that everybody, like you have to want to quit. You, you have, have to, to make that yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I think it comes to people at a different time, but for me, it was just like, you know, I was, I, I was just at this point now where I'm like, I don't need this. I don't, you know, I don't need to, I don't need it. And I realize it's just doing more damage than it, than good, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that I ever would have been able to do it, especially like on tour. That would have been so hard oh trying to quit God. back then. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just, I wasn't ready for it then, you know? No, no, not at all, man. And that's like part of, like, I don't regret any of, any of the drinking I did on tour. Like, yeah, maybe... I could have been a little more responsible um, with things and done a better job if I wasn't. But, you know, like we we did it and it was fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't regret that stuff. But moving forward is where I just want to, yeah, you know, do it better. Um, but I think that it is really great to talk about these things because especially being a musician in the metal scene or like, any kind of alternative scene and stuff like that, it is kind of frowned upon like, oh, what, you don't drink, you know? Right. Uh, but I've been seeing a lot 
of more people over in that the last like couple of years, especially with, you know, um, the last two years and, you know, COVID and everything. Um, I think a lot of people have started realizing like, okay, no, I have, I have a problem when I'm left yeah. by myself or like, like locked in a house with too much time. What's the first thing I did? <laughs> Drink to myself to death. Uh, so it was like, okay, no, I have an issue and I need to turn this around. So I think it's great to talk about, you know, yeah. I think it needs to be brought to people's attention and, and accepted and, that way, because even for myself, at first, I almost felt embarrassed, you know, like I, I'd done something wrong or something or like that. I don't know. It's a weird feeling, but I was kind of embarrassed to say, like, I quit drinking because I have a, I had a problem, you yeah. know, like it was really a very, very difficult thing to not only admit to yourself, but admit to everybody around you for sure you know like yeah it's it's i mean it's it's taboo right i mean it's yeah. a little bit taboo and and that i mean i think anyone admitting that they have a problem especially with that it's just it can be hard you know especially the realization that something that is so norm that seems so normal right to society mm-hmm. it's like i you don't have a grasp on it and then it's and then you're, you know, is is it the the perception, right? Like, is someone going to think I'm a fucking problem alcoholic? That's, you know, now am I, am I looked at as somebody that has a problem and and there's something wrong with me? And you know what I mean? Right? Like, yeah, it's a lot of things that I think can come from someone that can be like it's saying you're a recovering addict. I mean, I'm sure immediately someone's judging a, a thought comes, yeah, yeah, a judgment comes to mind. I mean, right? and it could be even just like not intentional, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just because of that perception of it, you know, especially people that have a problem with it. So, yeah, but you're right though. And I think talking about it and and that helped me a lot in my journey of like starting, you know, I'd go on YouTube and watch people talking about recovery. And, and I was even doing like online AA meetings and stuff and talking to friends that were doing sobriety. And, and that was really helpful, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like you hear about sobriety stories and you never hear one bad story of someone getting sober. You know what I mean? No. There's no story of like, I got sober and it was the worst thing ever in my life. You know what I mean? Like you're always hearing <sighs> these great stories of how it was a positive thing. That yeah. doesn't mean that there's some rough patches in it. Like it's definitely a weird change in your life that there are some things that make that it's difficult and it, and it is somewhat of a, a tough journey for some, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that that's on different, definitely on different levels for each person, you know, and Absolutely. everyone ha- kind of has their own experience with it. But I think in the end, I think most people kind of walk out of walk into sobriety and come out of it like a, in a better position than before. Yeah. Fuck, I couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, let's um let's end this on a on a higher note. Um blast beats. Uh what's your take? <laughs> <laughs> I love blast beats. That's why I play drums. That's it, man. All right. Here here on man, thank you for joining me on the podcast, man. This has been so great. And listen, any anytime you want to talk, you know, hit me up. We'll do this. It's been it's been a blast, man. And I, Dude, uh, it's been a blast to beat. 
you know? <laughs> I love it. I love what you did there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dude, no, seriously, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And, and dude, it's always just, it's good to catch up with you, man, and, and to talk to you. And I miss you. And we'll definitely, uh, we should do this more just, you know, off camera. We can chat more and hopefully I'll get to see you in person soon. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, buddy, I hope so. Yeah, come down, come over to Toronto. Or maybe I'll come out to Michigan. Ooh, we can do that both. could be fun. That I definitely want fun. to come out there sometime. Yeah. You should come out here. Absolutely. See the sights of downtown Detroit? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Downtown Detroit's killer. <laughs> come hang out. What's up, yeah?